So hello and welcome to another episode of Engagement Zone. Um, I'm absolutely loving 2020. Uh, we started off at the end of 2019 with some great interviews with some influencers and a number of past winners, but they're, they're coming, the, the winners and finalists and, and professionals who are just making the world of work a better place are coming thick and fast uh, already this year. Uh, we're, we're focusing on that the the UK European side at the Atlantic at the moment purely because uh, the awards have just finished over here, uh, but we will be we'll be going back across to the to North America, Africa, and and down to Australia uh, as as the year uh, evolves. So, um, without further ado, I'd like to get to our, our latest guest on Engagement Zone, uh, Palmjet Flora from Ocado. Welcome. Ah, oh, thank you, Matt. Thank you. How are, you, how are you doing? How's the week going? It's Friday, so how, how's it gone? It is Friday, so we have magically got through the week. Um, um, but yes, it, it's gone well. It's gone well. Um, I'm super excited about the weekend. I've got some friends coming over, so um, that should be a fun weekend. So definitely oh, things to look awesome. forward to. Yeah. School friends? Uh, oh, new, new friends? Or? Um, university, yeah, university friends. Um, so we've known them for a very long time. Um, and we were hoping for some good weather because we thought, oh, maybe we can go out for some walks, you know, in the Chilterns. Um, but it's looking a little bit grey and rainy, so I'm not sure that will happen. We'll see if they can bring the sunshine with them. Well, always a good weekend when you're catching up with uh, uni, uni friends, I think. You just <laughs> find ways of having fun. So, uh, yeah, look, look at that's good that's 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 awesome i'm i'm going to a, a fancy dress party for somebody's 40th um so i'm i'm going as I'm going as the joker so uh, <laughs> i don't know what that says about me but there we go um so anyway to, to back 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 to you um basically past two years uh, acardo has has firstly won two years ago the the uns well one of your colleagues won uh, the unsung hero award um it's a category that we've actually uh, withdrawn the past year and are going to be relaunching it in 2020 as, as a global award scheme that recognizes those those unsung colleagues those, those professionals that really embody engagement and, and and drive drive the experience forward but don't always get recognized so congratulations on that but this year thank you uh you were a finalist in our innovation and engagement category um and what i personally really liked about uh the, the the work that you uh conveyed in, in the entry was you know you, you recognize that one size doesn't fit all and you really wanted to give a sense of autonomy and, and empowerment to your people and i suppose at that point i'd like to just pipe down and, and let you talk about <laughs> the journey that you've been on over the past two years yeah definitely matt i'd be really happy to um and i think the one size doesn't fit all statement definitely has become part of my own personal mantra when it comes to managing people um and i think it was highlighted um when i took a, a promotional position at Ocado at their flagship warehouse and uh, it became very clear that the types of engagement events that we were good at or we had done were the traditional um, balloons and fanfare events um, and while running those as much as I enjoy them you know I would love to dress as the joker for the weekend that would be fabulous <laughs> it, it definitely doesn't suit everybody um, and uh, Ocado as a business had invested quite heavily in a particular 
um, training program. I'm I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's a training program called Insights, and I'm not plugging or advocating. There's many more of them. Yeah. Um, but this particular training program told us about the way that we work, our own preferences, and potentially the preferences of people we work with. And what became really clear to me was that the team that I was in, a successful team, a team that worked well together, we actually combined to tick every single one of the preferences that were, that were available in that group. Um, and that showed me that actually it's our differing styles and our differing personalities that meant that we were successful. Because if I had something that was extremely data-driven and uh, to me would be monotonous um, and the bane of my existence, then I would give that to um, the other senior ops manager that I work with. And in a similar respect, if she had something where she maybe needed to dress as the joker for the evening, then she would give that to me. So it was really about looking at um, the strengths of the team. Yeah. Um, and coming from... A big, big fan of insight. Yeah, definitely. And coming from a traditional uh, manufacturing style warehouse, that really wasn't the way that we... Um, we worked with our management group and our personal shoppers. So it's very much performance um, based, very much um, using data to try and get the highest achievers without really um, having very much um, interest or work that went into um, some of the people who had slightly differing personality styles, slightly different ways of working that may still enhance the business. Um, so that really, I think, even though I've, I've talked for a good five minutes, that really was the starting point. Um, and because I'm a bit of a nerd and I enjoy reading, um, that then led to me uh, just reading and watching as many sort of TED Talks as I could to get myself some sort of grounding. Um, and there is a, a particular TED talk about the super chickens and how you cannot have everybody in a group as a high performer. Everybody can't be a super chicken. Um, and that you needed these different personality types. So that was a key part. And then also um, there's a book called Quiet and a corresponding TED talk where they talk about the, um, the people who are more introspective um and introverted and how that group can sometimes in um in situations end up overlooked and uh, it's a group that tends not to be catered for when we're doing these engagement events um and through that journey i then ended up creating a system whereby we specifically have engagement events that cater to differing groups. So as an example, um, we ran a carnival, a fairly traditional um, engagement event. So we had our free burgers, we had a dress up thing, we had selfie things. Um, we may even have had a, um, a life-size David Attenborough. So just silliness, really, a lot of silliness. However, alongside that, we had a separate section of the warehouse where um, one of our um, team members who has um, his own snakes brought his snakes in. And for the quiet personal shoppers who are interested in learning a little bit more about these animals, we're able to go in, talk to him on a one-on-one -on -one basis, 
and actually deal with um, maybe have a go at holding the snakes if they were brave enough. So thinking slightly differently about the way that we set up our events and ensuring that we are catering to not only the extroverts um, and the ambiverts, but the the introverts as well. Um, and the the introverts have actually become, I believe, more vocal when it comes to requesting events as soon as we've made this change. Um, and, and that's been a real interesting dynamic. So you've, you've given them a voice. They feel like they could, it's a safe talk. Yeah, and I, I think they it may have been that they um, had these feelings all the way through and they may have been suggesting them. But because of the way that our structure was set up, um, we would have our council members who maybe go out and they would talk to a vast majority of people and uh, they would then feed that data back to us. And all of that was verbal, face-to-face and verbal. Now... Um, what the group that we were missing were the people who maybe didn't want to speak to a council member, maybe didn't feel brave enough to speak to a council member. So uh, we turned that on its head. We still had the guys going out and doing their face-to-face talks because that's important. But we also introduced a online, very simple form where they could pass on their feedback and give their data in a different way. And I think that's that's the way that we change that dynamic for that group of people. Um, and recently they've requested things like a small book club. They've requested a reading area. Um, they requested a learning English event. And that caters to a very small population of our, you know, 2,000 workers that are personal shoppers here. Um, however, it's a very important piece of that population because up until now, they were essentially looked over. Um, and, and that's something I'm extremely proud about um, and something that I think has made um, made that the innovation in communication um, a key in terms of becoming a finalist for you. No, I, I absolutely love it. And it's very honest of you, you know, saying that we probably weren't, weren't the, capturing their feedback because we weren't really asking them because they, they didn't they weren't volunteering it yeah and it's asking them in the right way you know making sure that we give them every opportunity to provide that feedback to us and that's that's definitely a focus for us now so with insights would those would those would those people be green is, is that right or green they blue could or? well i think green blue definitely with insights um and the i think there are with the blue group what we found was um, when we looked at our own management team and we've now done this with um, all of our managers at this site and we're looking at um, doing that across the business we found it so beneficial Um, what was interesting was there was a group of blues who um, were very open said look I don't actually like doing this I don't like standing up in front of people I like to have time to think about information if you pass it to me Um, however I've learned how to behave in a way that appears more yellow and appears more extrovert. Um, And I think lots of us who have those blue traits can identify with that. Um, And so even though we have a a group of managers, for example, who have these blue traits and are most comfortable in this area, knowing that we're able um, able to give them additional support, additional training to allow them to exercise these other traits that are needed for engagement and for inspiration um that then also gave us another lever that we can pull in terms of progressing our managers to be the best that they can be 
obviously um being yellow i'm bringing the conversation back to myself uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no i i think i think it's a hugely uh, useful tool and obviously there are people who and evangelists insights and then for some people for another metric but i think just the the premise of trying to find out the character traits of, of people and 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 what what they're good at what their natural tendencies are i think is so important and it's amazing that you know the work that we've done and what we see this is actually one of the first areas of um where people have focused on this so so I, you know i congratulate you because i think there is almost a, an assumption that people will enjoy it we'll, we'll do this because the majority will like it and and you know it's it's really great that you've gone and got about thinking well let, let's see how we can enhance this um one of the areas i when i was quickly reading through um uh, your your entry was you talked about behavioral economics and i, I wonder whether what you're talking about or, or if, uh, other kind of behavioral economics that, that you've come across very much so so um and again this just uh, feeds into my nerdiness so i oh, am right. um <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i'm a huge fan of um the um nudge theory and um the i know that the work has been evidenced and there's you know richard thaler's a nobel prize winning um scientist so there's definite grounding in it but i think we as a business and businesses in general don't use that enough so what, what is the nudge theory then? So the idea is, um, I can probably explain it better through an example. The idea is you um, think about the behavior of the, of the people that you're trying to um, either inspire um, or encourage change in. And you ensure that the wording that you have taps into a need that they have. So as an example, um, it's a super famous one. So I'm sure your listeners, have, uh, uh, some of them at least would have heard this. But in America, um, they in Central Park, they had a litter problem. And uh, when you spoke to the locals, the locals say, hey, it's all these tourists coming in. They don't care about our park and they're leaving litter everywhere. And when you spoke to the tourists, they'd say, oh, my goodness, this place is so dirty. There's just litter everywhere. Nobody cares about this. Clearly, nobody cares. Um, and they brought in some behavioral um, scientists and um, asked them to have a look to see what they could do in terms of fixing the problem. And uh, they realized that there were enough bins there. Actually, you could pretty much wherever you stood see a bin. So access accessibility wasn't a problem. However, the line that they put, instead of, you know, this is where you place your rubbish or put your litter in here, the line that they put on the bins was something along the lines of, um, if uh, can you help the New York locals keep this area tidy by placing your rubbish in this bin? Really simple. Um, and what that tended to do is if you were a local and you read that sign, well, you definitely didn't want to be bunched in with the tourists. Like you were yeah. definitely a local. So you put your rubbish in that bin. And if you're a tourist, you know, you've been there a few days, you kind of know a few places for brunch and whatever else. Well, you definitely want to feel like a local. So when you read that sign, you also don't want to be bunched in with those other people. You would much rather feel like a local and put your rubbish in the bin. And that transformed the way that people dealt with cleaning up the park. Now, um, that is an example that works exceptionally well, but it shows the power of the right message mm. to the right people. And that essentially is what a nudge is. Right. Love it. Okay. So have you, have you, have you been using that uh, with, with, with 
Yeah, we have. So there's a few different methods that we've been trialing. Um, and some of this is from research. Some of these are ideas that I've had just um, just on my own or with my management team. Um, but the there's two specific ways that we use them. So we have um, introduced mirrors. Um, and at the top of the mirror, it, it says something simple like, this is the person who's going to keep you safe today. Um, and we are used to stopping and looking at ourselves in a mirror and then you see that message. So it helps It helps us in terms of saying, well, actually, yes, I am the person who's going to keep me safe today. Um, yeah. So again, a powerful message, but delivered in a very simple and really cost-effective way. Um, and we've also used them in, uh, this is my personal pet project I'm very proud of. So we've also used them um, to try and help develop our um, managers to um, push themselves in terms of their personal seeking and their personal learning. Um, and this again builds on another theory, um, which is about our dopamine receptors and um, the fact that we all have an intrinsic seeker instinct. So there is a need that we have to do a particular thing that we enjoy because that gives us a release of dopamine. Um, and some of the theory, the neuroscience behind motivation is that, well, if you tap into the seeker instinct for each of your um, each of your people, then they should be much easier to motivate because this is how their their neurology is made up. Um, so, again, extremely interesting. Um, so what I've done is I've set up a, um, a set of automated emails. So really simple learning. Um, and they can be TED Talks. They can be um, posters that we've created. They can be um, just snippets of books that we've read, information. And all of these pieces of information have one key focus, and that is it's designed to help you become a better manager to your staff. Um, we had a books giveaway, um, as an example, where we gave our managers 20 books that we thought were um, key books that changed the thinking of senior leaders here. Um, and we gave them away for free to our managers. They're extremely happy that we gave them this um, these gifts. Um, but hand on heart, do I believe that the majority of them went home and read them? Probably not. I suspect there was an attempt for most of them, but probably not a full reading. So again, to try and encourage them to do um, to pick up that book or to learn a little bit more about that theory, we then followed up with a series of emails that show a TED talk from the author, that show a video from somebody who has learned things from that book and applied them, that ask the managers, what have you learned? What can you apply about these three key topics from this particular book? And um, encourage the managers to talk to others who actually had been given that book in their gift pack. So trying to build a sense of community. Um, now, we did not know whether this would work and we did not know if our managers would put that email into the trash box, um, but the response has been significant. So we're collecting data with those emails as well. So we are um, asking people whether they've what type of learning they've done this week and has one of the emails and one of the images or one of the, the books that we've given um, been something that they've used. And these emails act as a nudge and because I have pictures because I have short videos because I have text um, 
I've designed them so that they cater to every single one of these personality types and learning types. So there will be something in there that fits the theories that I'm trying to deliver um, that suits that particular type. Um, and that's still a work in progress. You know, we've um, I designed it to last a year and uh, the year ends in um, in July and we're still collecting data. Um, but that's it's definitely positive at the moment. And I'm very, very excited about seeing the outcome of that. And look, there are bigger companies that use exactly this type of work. So companies like Humu and I think with Laszlo Bock, I suspect Google had something similar. They have fancy algorithms and uh, lots of money to invest in this. I had a Sunday afternoon, a Google Doc, yeah. <laughs> a cup of coffee in Colombo. So that really, so it, it's, um, I'm sure it can be done in a much more sophisticated way. But actually, we're seeing really good results, um, even with my you know, low budget and sellotape version. <laughs> Cup of coffee in Colombo. I absolutely love that. That that, that has to like be awesome, <laughs> I reckon. Um, uh, no, well, look, I, I, absolutely fascinating. Um, it takes a lot to shut me up, and I'm just I, I, I can listen to you for hours. And I, you know, could could I possibly ask mm -hmm. you a favour? Could you could you send through top, the top five recommendations of, of oh, books, of course, uh, and or TED Talk videos or, or both. Um, after this and i'll put i'll make sure that those who have found us on the website will already will already be able to to see the list but i think we'll list them out um you, you know my secret instincts is you know going off the <laughs> right now because i, I you know, think about how we can use it ourselves and but uh, you know there's a lot here for i think a lot of people to go explore um so uh just thank you so much is, is there you know you know what? What's next? Is there another Sunday with a cup of coffee and coffee scheduled? Or, <laughs> Joe, I'm I'm absolutely certain there will be. Um, and I think the um the key drive for the all of these sort of creative ideas really is um to continue learning. And um, I'm currently doing an MBA. There's a wealth of things that I'm learning through that. So I'm absolutely certain there will be something else. Um, but definitely along these lines, I think making sure that we can. Um, enhance the working potential of of all of our employees. Well, look, congratulations again on on uh, more, most importantly the work that you're doing um, for your people um, for, for being finalists in our, in our awards, which is definitely secondary. And <laughs> um, and and yeah, just thank you very much for giving us your time today and, and sharing some some really insightful things that I personally, uh, I'm, as soon as we finish, are going to go have have a look at. So. Thank you very much, and uh, I hope I can catch up with you soon. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Thank you. So uh, thanks very much to everybody for listening. Um, uh, I'm just still my, – my brain is in overdrive right now with what I've just learned. So uh, thanks again to Palmjet, and we'll be back soon with another episode of Engagement Zone. Take care. Bye-bye.